680 WPTF. This is Making Your Home Great. We do this from 2 until 4 every Saturday afternoon. News Radio 680 WPTF. I am Dave Alexander. I have no construction experience at all, but that's all right. You do have some. I have some inappropriate, poorly designed construction experience. I once broke a leg falling off a roof. It wasn't my leg. How about the finger? Yeah, and the finger. And, and I broke a finger. No, I broke a thumb hammering a nail. And that guy was very angry. He had every right to be. Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers is the expert. Also, Highland Residential Roofing. You could go to the websites, but we'll talk about those later. And we'll give you the, the regular telephone number. But here is the call-in number today. 919-860-9783. I'm not necessarily totally in charge of dragging people into the studio on a holiday weekend. But I didn't even try. Oh, you didn't have to drag me. Tim's here. We're going to get you to call. You're going to ask Tim some questions. Find out some good answers. Uh, Tim Ferruzzi's company. It's funny. When we talk about Tim's companies, Handy Helpers, and Highland Residential Roofing, we don't want to indicate that because one of them is Handy Helpers that it's small Mm -mm. or that the small jobs are the only thing you're interested in. Yeah, we do a lot. In fact, a lot of small jobs get us into the bigger jobs. But yes, we do bigger jobs. And Highland well, Residential Roofing, but you also do commercial We roofing. have Eagle Roofing, which is our commercial division. And we're also uh, in the gutter business and the dry sealed cross space. So the, there's various companies. They kind of all work together, sister companies. Yeah. All right. Today, we're going to talk about another thing that we have not talked about in weeks with Tim. And that's fire prevention. And I also called it fire suppression because that's really, that's a major part of it. Right, Tim? Yes. Yes. So what do you install? What, do you, what can we well, do Well, you know, obviously in our homes, um, retro, it's hard to come in retroactively in, in homes and install a uh, commercial, a, a residential fire sprinkler system. Uh, that's most suited in a new construction setting. So if you're planning on building a new house, have your plumber... Yeah, if he's licensed, he's got to be licensed not li- not only a licensed plumber, yeah. but he's got to also be licensed in uh, residential fire sprinklers. And you are, and I am. Okay, so you have to have both licenses, but you can't be one without the other. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you can be a licensed plumber, sure, but you can't be a f- uh, a sprinkler guy without a, a plumbing license. Ideally, so the that. message you're, you're delivering, message one is the best time to do this is when. The house is just is being built. Is being built, yep. right? Yep. Because it's a big plumbing job. It is. I mean, it ties into your existing plumbing systems. Right. So it's uh, it ties into your supply lines and uh, per room where, mm-hmm. wherever you're putting it, and it's not a, a very complicated process at that point. Okay. I'm trying to go in after the fact. You're talking major, mm-hmm. major work. So, but you know, in an average home that most of us have that aren't building new construction. You know, we can do things to protect our house, as a lot of us know, and I think maybe we should talk about some of it because, gosh, we might save a life. Okay. All right. Very good. If you've got a question about home sprinkler systems, commercial sprinkler systems, or anything else that relates to the construction of your home and the the slowing down of the movement of that uh, fire, okay, firemen will tell you there are some places they just go up. 
We, well, well, you know, when I was doing the um, the testing for the uh, spri- the f- uh, residential fire sprinkler systems, we watched videos and we mm-hmm. also did demonstrations and, and and real live demonstrations. And one of the things, the difference between nowadays uh, versus say forty years ago, yeah, was most of the products in our home forty years ago were organic, meaning they were cotton couches, wool, right. things of a sort. Those burn a lot slower, believe it or not, if you really think about it. Most of the products in our homes now are petroleum. They all There's oil everywhere in most of the products made, nylon, plastics, polyester. So yeah. not only does that stuff catch fire very quickly, but the fumes and smoke that comes off of it yeah. is deadlier because of what's in it. So it will kill you faster as well. Um, and of course, it gets hot and moves faster. The, the fire does. Right. Okay. So, what can I do? I, I, I well, I mean, some basic things. Uh, you know, we all know this. Um, you know, have a uh, fire extinguisher. Yeah. In, in the house, maybe have one in the garage or your storage building. Have one in your kitchen. If you got a two-story house, have one upstairs and yeah. periodically check it. They're twenty bucks, twenty-five bucks. I mean, if it's been up there for six years, mm-hmm. ten years, might be time to get another one. There's know. a gauge on it. There's a gauge. Can I trust it? Uh, I wouldn't trust it. Not not for twenty twenty-five dollars. No. Um, right. You know, in a commercial setting, your fire extinguishers have to be inspected every year. Okay. So in my warehouse, they have to come out every year and inspect all my fire extinguishers, and we must have 12 to 15 of them. Yeah. Every year they have to be tested. So that tells you something right there. Right. So in our homes, we should be doing the same thing. The other thing that we could do in our homes uh, are obviously the smoke detectors. Right. And um, nowadays, the newer ones have photoelectric and photochemical. We talked about this, what, eight weeks ago? Yeah. 12 weeks ago when we had... Um, nice lady from the state. Yes. Who you asked about the Raleigh fire. And we still don't have We a, still don't know what's going we on. We still though. don't know. Yeah. They, they, they've narrowed the Raleigh fire, by the way, that big massive fire, mm-hmm. to about five things. And you could have guessed those five things mm-hmm. at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. One was deliberately set. Mm-hmm. The other was uh, improperly disposed of uh, uh, smoking materials, mm-hmm. which you could have guessed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, uh, there's nothing that narrowed down. Mm-hmm. So apparently, we may never find out. I heard someone say possibly that. electrical to some degree. It could be, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it didn't narrow down. Yeah. But but you're right. So we, we, we you're talking about fire spring. I mean, yeah. fire uh, fire alarms. Uh, smoke alarms. Detect, smoke detectors is what I I, mean. I had for a while or a wire hanging down from my kitchen ceiling. Apparently something was missing, right? There was yeah. a smoke detector. That <laughs> happens in my house, but I'm yeah, I'm real adamant about putting it back up right away. And it, the smoke detectors that are wired in—is that an advantage to the ones that are not wired? I can buy a smoke detector and just put a screw on the ceiling and snap it in there, can I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Now, if 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 I'm doing a big remodel and um, I'm doing over a certain percentage of the house yeah. the remodel, they require you to wire smoke detectors throughout the house. You have to upgrade, update it. To, so if they build a new house right. now, yeah. the smoke detectors have to be wired, and they're usually battery back backups in them. They have batteries, okay. but they are wired, and that's the way they would prefer it. Um, and that, and, and I don't necessarily worry about the batteries at that point because well, it's going to work. You should. You is it going to work if the batteries go dead? Um, 
Yes, but you know, maybe the fire's electrical. Yeah, okay. So they don't work when something's smoldering in the wall and burns the wire to, to everything, and then they don't work. So you, you should always have that battery backup. Okay. Right. And those should be changed. The rule of thumb is once a year. Most right. of us don't do that. And the other rule of thumb with smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors yes. is testing them monthly. Of course, I don't do that in my own house. I mean, that's like... A monthly to me is about every two days, you know, with things going as fast as they go in all our lives. But yeah, you um, know, you you yeah. just forget about it. Yeah, yeah. So that's but, just the broomstick test. I mean, they're out of sight, out of mind, right? Right. So, right. and obviously, if they start making the noise um, that my battery's dead, then you need to change the battery because what happens? Otherwise, you get so used to that being every <laughs> every three minutes or yes, whatever. I got it. that you become tolerant to it and then say you have a teenager we talked about this 12 yeah. weeks ago you have a teenager in the house that's just heard that over and over again yeah. next thing you do you have a fire and and um they, they're just sleep right through it yeah that's that's true the one thing about i work in a building during the week where they test the fire alarms i don't think the fire alarms have ever been right okay they test the fire alarms it seems like three or four weeks of the month Mm -hmm. Okay, that's an exaggeration, mm -hmm. but they run the fire alarms, and we all put our hands up and say, they're just testing it. They made an announcement this morning that they're just testing it. Mm -hmm. I swear, we're not going anywhere until and unless we smell smoke. Yeah, They could announce, because the announcement and the alarm yeah. during a test yeah. is identical to the announcement so it and the alarm, so often all the time we're going to yeah, ignore it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you're right about crying wolf kind of scenario. You're crying wolf. That's yeah. exactly right. If you've got a question about fire suppression equipment for your home, or fire in your home, or anything in the whole list of things, construction, remodeling, repair. It's a long list. The Tim Ferruzzi does handy helpers. Highland Residential Roofing is Tim Ferruzzi. And we are making your home great between now and 4 o'clock this afternoon. Call us up, 919-860-9783, News Radio 680, WPTF. News Radio 680, WPTF, making your home great. Call us up at 919-860-9783, 919-860-9783. Eight six zero nine seven eight three. Those who have have enjoyed it. Uh, the weather today: the AccuWeather forecast: sunshine, clouds, humid to enough so that it bounces the real feel way up. Uh, but tomorrow it's going to be continued humid and about as hot, maybe even hotter. Right now we're at eighty-seven, but because of the humidity, the real feel is at one hundred one. Hotter in the car before the air conditioner takes over. News Radio 680 WPTF, making your home great. Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing, Dave Alexander from Curtis Media, and we are talking today about uh, fire-related issues. I want to tell you that Brent Taylor of OC Taylor, Smart Exterior Solutions, will be on this show sometime in the next couple of weeks. Okay. It's a, a, if people want to be on the show, this is a good thing. Yeah. That's Very a good, good thing. All right. So, according to my notes, in this next section, we're going to talk about carbon monotony detectors. Now, monoxide. Monoxide? You're sure? 
<laughs> carbon, it's mono, yeah, I guess it is. Carbon monoxide detectors. Uh, what, what puts off carbon monoxide? Is that a byproduct of fire? Is that why we put it up there? Yeah, I guess it's an exhaust. So okay. we have CO2, right? right? And then I guess carbon monoxide is CO without, right. the, without the two. So, All right. Um, oh, you're right. It does say monoxide. Yeah. All right. So, uh, monotony though, it's kind of monotonous. To if we had a carbon monotony detector, this thing would be going off every 15 <laughs> minutes during some of the radio shows. I'm just saying. Especially with me in the house. Well, it's, I'm just saying. <laughs> so, they got these carbon monoxide detectors that go off with your iPhone? I mean, well, yeah, you've, you know, Apple makes a product, Nest has a product, they're a hundred and some dollars, low hundreds, uh, and you put them up in your home and they can be wired and battery uh, backup and they're, they're Wi Fi. Okay. And uh, they'll notify your devices if um, you've got an issue, you know, if you're in the house or outside of the house. And it'll also tell you if your battery is going low on the, on the device as well. So, and I, this comes up every Fourth of July. I don't think it's going to come up this week, although we have a possibility of thunderstorms Tuesday afternoon. By my calculation, that means that at least one person nationwide, probably 15, will put their grill in the garage and then cook. Well, you know what I see a lot, and we've talked about this on shows, is uh, there'll be a lot of grilling out yeah. and uh, people putting the grills too close to the siding on their house. And if they've got uh, vinyl siding, plastic yeah. siding, um, there will be damage. So you should always keep that somewhere else. Yeah. Further away. I hit, You know, I don't really think about it, but my grill is on the deck. Mm -hmm. My deck is made of wood, mm -hmm. but I haven't had a problem. Yeah. I'm Probably just lucky. Yeah, we'll just keep it away from the house. Move okay. it, move it on the outskirts of the deck in a safe spot, and you'll probably be okay. Yeah. Kind of like a turkey fryer, you know. Turkey fryers are very dangerous. You got to keep those mm -hmm. well away from the house, and um, so you know, this is a lot of basic common sense stuff. And for all you grandparents out there that know all this stuff, yeah, maybe your grandkids don't know this stuff. And you know what? It's always worth a phone call. I'm one of these guys that believes in a lot of redundancy in the way I do my work. Yep. By adding a layer here or a thing here, an item here to make it a better job. I also do the same thing in my conversations with my workers and my family just to make sure they hear. You know, the other thing is is creating escape plans for your home. Yeah. Common sense. We see it on TV here and there. and But, hey, this is where we're going to meet if there's a problem. Right. Okay, uh, Gabriella, you're upstairs in this room. So here are your two choices on what to do if the fire comes this way or this way. Here's where you could possibly escape, and here's how you'll do it. And, yep. and just that kind of conversation, you know, at several times, not just one time, but several times over a course of a period. And, you just, and this is where we're going to meet. And by gosh, if the cat or the dog... You can't find them. Yeah, no, no. don't go chasing them down. Get another cat. Don't go chasing them down. <laughs> that happens a lot. Yeah, it really does. People lose their lives chasing their animals, and and I understand that. Yeah. yeah. But you know, gosh, you got to you got to get out. I understand it. I understand it. All right. So we got fire suppression equipment. Um, can you wire in? Do you guys wire in these? Uh, uh, well, we're not we're not electricians. Yeah, electric. not licensed. Right. So you have to call a licensed electrician to to do any wiring for you. Um, but yeah, they 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 wired in. But 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 if you want to just get it done, just buy the battery operated ones. Yep. And um, there's certain rules of thumb. My philosophy is why not have one um, 
if you have, a, say, a two-story house, why not have one, of course, in the kitchen yeah. in a sensible spot? Have one at every bedroom, which is a requirement. Yeah. Have one in the hallway. Gosh, they're only $7, $8 a piece. Just put them up and, and be, you know, and, if, and you know what? If one goes out for some reason, yeah. you've got another one uh, 15, 20 feet away that's going to pick up for it. You're a belt and suspender kind of guy, aren't you? Uh, you want to uh, back up to the backup? I do. You do. But you know what? Right. It's helped me in my business. Um, my philosophy is 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 do this type stuff, and you'll get a better product. So I, I guess that kind of goes across everything in my life. Okay. All right. Telephone number here is nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. I'm Dave Alexander. He is Tim Feruzzi. Tim Feruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. The websites are handyhelpers.com and highlandroofingnc.com. And what's the telephone number if people want to get yep, you it's, off uh, the air? Right. 919-676-5969. You want to ask him a question right now? Here's the number, 919-860-9783. What about fire? Well, Do we I'll, need tell to you, I'll tell you yeah. something that happens in my house a lot. Yeah. You know, we've got a stove, and, yes, I, and, and I see rags, like towels, yep. sitting close to the stove. <laughs> drives me nuts. I'll see it sometimes just laying on the stove. And, you know, I've seen scenarios where people are like, for instance, they're moving into a house, yeah, and they have the stove on for some reason, but the utilities haven't been turned on, and they yeah. use the stove to hold all these boxes. <laughs> and then the utilities get turned on, and the stove's on, and the house burns down. And it's a... Um and it's a flat top stove, generally where this happens. Yeah. And I'll tell you that it, just because it's a flat top doesn't mean it's where things need to go. I get I get the butter put on the stove all the time. Oh no, okay? you don't put things like that on the stove. I mean, you just think. I have to think, you know, further down the road when I'm, you know, like if I want to remember something. Yeah. I'll take my keys and put them somewhere or do something very unusual so yes. that when I see it, I know that okay, I've got to do that. A stove is one of those scenarios where I just don't put things on stoves unless I'm cooking, period. Well, it makes a lot of sense. makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and most, yeah. of, most of us know that. We got a uh, self-cleaning stove. We turned it on the other night. And, of course, there was a pat of butter in a pan on top of the stove. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I caught it in time. The thing was melting all over the place. But that is exactly what happens. And I think mistakes are, happen generally when somebody does something unusual that they're not commonly doing, like... Cleaning the stove. I went to a customer's. I went to a customer's house and she was cooking spaghetti. Yeah. And uh, by the time I got there, she had evidently left the kitchen with the spaghetti cooking. She forgot it was cooking. Yeah. And it, it basically all the water evaporated out from the heat and yeah. it burned the spaghetti and put soot all over her house. I mean, basically, she had smoke damage all over the house. And you were coming in to do this. I you was, were no, I, was com I was coming in to look at something else. Oh, really? Oh, bad I, timing. Bad timing. Bad or good, time. or good timing. I don't know. Well, do you remediate that kind of thing? Yeah. You, you, you yeah, we've had, we've had uh, training and uh, with the sponges and cleaning up fire damage and different types of chemicals and things you can use in those applications. I've also had uh, training in, in water damage, aside from... One of my first jobs out of college was working for a guy who did this, and there was a franchise that he purchased. Mm -hmm. But he, here's a construction company. He'd he'd go out there, and I was estimating jobs and selling the jobs and whatever. Gosh, you come into people's homes, 
you know, takes a lot of water to put out a fire. Yeah. And once you've dumped a lot of water on an old house, you've you've got some work to do. Yeah, yeah. And if you end up with one of those situations, think about the the moisture in your home. You got to get fans. You got to get dehumidifiers and all that stuff. All right. Sometimes that does more damage than the fire itself. All right. We'll talk about that. Uh, call us up. You got a home improvement project underway, and you want to get some advice. Here's the telephone number, 919-860-9783, 919-860-9783, News Radio 680, WPTF. News Radio 680, WPTF, 919-860-9783, making your home great. Dave Alexander and Tim Ferruzzi on the radio till 4 o'clock. Join us on the phone. And we will talk about what you want to talk about. If you've got a uh, an item uh, or a project that you're working on, go ahead and let us know. We have partly cloudy skies, some sun today, high near 89. We're very close to that now, but it feels hotter. It's 87 with a real feel of 101. Similar weather tomorrow with the humidity continuing and the high near 91. News Radio 680 WPTF. So John called in and wanted to know about some common household products that you could put out a fire with, Tim. Well, obviously, the most common fire, I think, is the uh, kitchen fire, maybe with grease. Yeah. And uh, obviously, we don't want to use water in that scenario. A fire extinguisher right. would work. Um, baking soda, salt, uh-huh. you know, liberally being used. Yeah. And then uh, a, a very slightly damp cloth. Not too much water on it, but a, a damp cloth would work. Uh, but obviously, the most first thing to do is try to turn off the the the, the unit, the stove, yes. yes, and throw a metal pan on top of it if yep. you can. Yep. And then work with those other things around it. But a metal pan will usually suffocate the suffocate the fire because it pulls the oxygen out of it. Beverly in Chapel Hill, welcome to making your home great. How you doing? I'm good. Um, real hot outside, but we know I've got this. a question. I don't know whether he can answer or not. Um, can you tell me how to get nicotine stains off a wall? Wow. Yes. Um, you know, the best thing to do with that is to paint it. I know that, but yep. this is not this is not my wall. Yeah. Um, you know, my experience has been, you know, to... They they do sell some sponges. Um, you might be able to get them at a place like Granger's that are called fire sponges, and they have a chemical in them, and you can wipe it and see how much will come off. But with those sponges, you still don't get everything off. You get off maybe the loose stuff, but you still have to come behind it and use a a uh, primer like a, a Kills or a, a Benz a Benz product, and then you come in and behind, behind that and then paint it. Is typically the way to do it. You can't really. I don't know of a way to clean it. That Beverly, works. yeah, Beverly, is this a uh, a home that just a chain smoker lived in? Um. Well, it's my home. Oh, okay. But is it's it, a rental. It's a rental. Yeah, it's a rental. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Was, wow. Yeah, I think your I think your best choice is going to be. Um, and you, you go to Granger's, and is that in Chapel Hill? And, and uh, there's Granger's, G-R-A-I-N-G-E-R-S, Granger's. Mm-hmm. They're in different locations. Um, you can look them up online and find them, and they should have some of those fire sponges. You might try something just as simple as 409 
on a on some paper towels and and to see how that works because that does a pretty good job at breaking down um, uh, oils and things now. But again, nicotine's a different a different scenario. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a pesky that, stuff too. It, I mean, it hangs in the air even if you get rid of what it looks like. You can still smell it. I guess you've been in the house a long time. Um, six years. Yeah, you know, most landlords kind of expect to have to paint a house after six years, so you might just have some conversation with them. Uh, well, they they have they are they have been aware because, of course, it's part of my lease agreement. Right, right. Yeah, I would think if you've been there six years, they kind of expect to have to paint the house, but if it's excessive you know, uh, negligent type stuff. I would like to work on it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, Try those things and see how that goes. You can try a sponge in a couple spots and uh, and see how it works and try the 409. You can buy that anywhere. And um, Okay, I will do that. Beverly, are you in a position where you can write something down on a piece of paper? Um. If you're not, that's okay. I just did what you probably would do and went to Granger, mm-hmm. and they have a Raleigh branch. I don't know what that means. It doesn't say store. It says branch, mm-hmm. and that's on Signet Drive in Raleigh. I can give you the main telephone number, which is clearly the national number. Do you want that? Yes, I do. Let you me do, know. and it's easy to remember. I'm, I feel foolish having you get a piece of paper. It's one 800 Granger. Okay, one eight hundred Granger. Yeah, All and right. it's grain like the you know a seed. G R E A or sorry, G R A I N G E R. Yep, and there's also some uh, some supply houses in Raleigh that sure. are specifically devoted to fire uh, restoration. So they sell products mostly to contractors, but I'm sure homeowners could go in there and buy. Yeah, them. And, <laughs> and you're in you're in I'll Chapel Hill. There. They have everything. They have everything in Chapel Hill. So, Beverly, good luck to you. <laughs> Thank you. Take Thank care. you very much. News Radio 680 WPTF 919-860-9783. My mom was a continuous smoker. We're not allowed to use the word chain smoker. Mm-hmm. But she was a continuous smoker for 40 years. Mm. Ironically, because of that, she went on oxygen mm-hmm. later in life. And she had a sign on her front door that said... No smoking allowed, because we're all, <laughs> yeah, right? Ironic. And I don't think that, I still don't even believe the house is totally free of the smell of nicotine. Well, you know, back in the 50s and 60s and 70s, yep. uh, 50s and 60s especially, that was the thing. Everybody was doing it. The um, One of the hobbies I have is old radios, and occasionally I'll get an old radio that appears to be off-white, that is a sort of a mm-hmm. bisque color. Mm-hmm. It was originally bright white. Mm-hmm. That people just filled their kitchens with, with nicotine. Yep. Yeah, that's the way it is. So, talk to me about fires on the outside of my house. So, you know, not not that it's a big deal around here. Maybe a place like Chapel Hill, where you have a lot of houses with woods. Yeah. Um, and some of the other areas, North Raleigh, Wake Forest, North Durham. Yeah. Um, but you know, and and in the mountains, we have these these wildfires. Some things you can do around the house, and and I'll give you a perfect example at a commercial facility I was at. A restaurant, someone, and we mentioned this before, someone was walking in and they threw their cigarette down before they walked in the door and, and the peop- and the restaurant had um, bark as the landscaping uh, right. of choice. 
And that was the second time that building had caught on fire just at a small point, just on the exterior stucco. Right. So they ended up pulling all that out and putting it in pumice. Yeah. So using a, a non-combustible landscaping product is always a good idea residentially. And, of course, around here we've been using bark and pine straw for years, mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds of years, I'm sure. So uh, keeping things like that away from the house is always a good idea. Dead thing, dead you know, even even logs or, or firewood away from the house. Right. Keeping 30 feet out from your house, try to keep all combustible material out of the way. And in back of my house, there's an area where year after year, we've purchased pine straw. Mm-hmm. And we put it in the back, and it's far enough away mm-hmm. that I wouldn't think it would be a hazard. Mm-hmm. I just now think of how foolish that might have been. Well, you know, pe- embers come out of people's uh, fireplaces when yeah. they're using their fireplaces. Obviously, they're not used a lot nowadays uh, with regular wood, but embers do float around in the air. Think about the eaves of your house, too, and the vents. Make sure those stay clean or your gutters stay clean. Yes, sir. Gosh, you know, an ember could fly I'm, uh, over and get in your gutters, and next thing you know, and then you got a cedar roof, and your cedar roof catches on fire. Cedar roofs aren't a great idea when it comes to fire protection, you always want to do a Class A fire-rated roof, like a high-quality shingle roof. We're kind of we're kind of in that bone-dry period of time. I mean, oh, yeah. we've been a couple of weeks yep. without a good soaker. Well, we've had a, we've had some we've had some rain, but you have okay. Yeah, we've right. had some rain, but you you still the last three days has been kind of dry. Right, that's all you need when it's ninety degrees outside, and you got pine straw, you got. Fire fireworks getting ready. To, you got lots of people using uh, grills, as we talked about a little while ago. Maybe people lighting candles on the back porch, on the deck, hanging oh, be out. Be careful. Yeah. Be careful with the sterno. The little outside fires that everybody likes to do in the little pits now. Oh, I got that. Yeah. I got that. It's out in the backyard. It's smoking cigarettes, smoking uh, whatever out. We in the don't backyard. allow that. We don't allow so. that anywhere near it. But you're right. People are building fires this weekend. All right, be careful, everybody. From your Uncle Dave and your Uncle Tim, just be careful. That's all I'm saying. All right? And get a fire extinguisher. What kind of fire extinguisher should I get for a general? Is there a type? They have an A, B, and C. I don't know the exact details of the A, B, and C, but just the regular. It covers everything. Yeah, just the regular. Covers everything. 919-860-9783. 9783. We're to the point of the program where I'm going to start talking about my house and, and just stack up the jobs for Tim to do this uh, this fall, maybe. You know, when the paycheck clears. 919-860-9783. Come up with something for us on Making Your Home Great. News Radio 680, WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF, AccuWeather forecast, partly cloudy, humid, and a high near 89 degrees. Overnight low tonight, near 72. The real feel is much higher because of the humidity, and that's going to continue for a couple of days. Tomorrow up to 91 and humid, similar to today. If you get the Monday and Tuesday off, you've got similar weather, but a chance of a thunderstorm Monday and Tuesday afternoon, high near 90. Right now it's 87. Real Field 99 News Radio 680 WPTF. Of course you might be you know you might be feeling cooler if you have a cold beverage. It is the weekend. 
888-900-9783 is our telephone number on making your home great. Home Depot, 64,000 light fixtures uh, that were sold exclusively at Home Depot. They've been recalled. They, they look like they're stainless steel. And in fact, parts of them are. They look like three or four cans hanging from a metal bar. I don't know how to describe it other than their vanity. They go up above in the bathroom and they're stainless steel looking. If your bathroom had been renovated with something that looks like that, go to the web. Uh, ABC, Action News, uh, and others have a, a story about these light fixtures for cut and burn hazards. Uh, Tim, so what's what's going on in uh, uh, Highland, uh, Highland Residential Roofing and Handy Helpers? Well, uh, I'll give you kind of a rundown of some of the jobs we've done this week. Um, one particular job, we went out to the gentleman's house, and um, I, I think the house must be uh, 20 years old, and it's probably a 4,500-square-foot brick home. Mm -hmm. He's added a pool and a fire pit in the backyard and a nice back porch. And um, he also put a room addition on the house with a low-pitch roof. Yeah. And uh, so he's having roof He's having roof leaks along the perimeter of his house in different locations, mostly on one or two sides of the house. Yeah. So I got up on a ladder and took a look and and saw that his um, step flashing, and that's what that is, is that's where the wall, the brick wall meets the shingles. You use what's called the step flashing, and a lot of times you won't see that because it's hidden under the shingles. Yeah. And then also there's a counter flashing, which is a secondary counting uh, flashing, that covers over the, that while it's on the wall. Yeah. And uh, so we had, uh, I got on a ladder, noticed that they had uh, used the, the step flashing in the initial construction mm -hmm. every other shingle instead of every shingle. So when you go up a pitch, you should have a piece of step flashing every shingle, according to the National Roofing Contract Association uh, standards and guidelines. When you say flashing, I assume... Metal piece. It is like a metal piece. Sheet. So let's let's take a piece of paper, yeah, an eight and a half by eleven piece of paper, sure, and uh, fold it in half, yeah. uh, going the eleven inch direction. Okay, fold it down. Hold it, fold it down, and then turn around, and then bring it back down, and make it a ninety degree. So you've got part of it flat. It's like an L. Part of yeah. it's flat, and part of part of it's up. And you use one of those for every shingle up the roof pitch as you're going up. A wall, that's how you transition the shingles to the wall so that the wall doesn't leak where the shingles. So, otherwise, if you just run shingles right to the wall, there's a leak. So you I have totally to, get this. Okay. And let me try to explain it that it makes sense to me and to other people who yep. are not seeing yep. the piece of paper. Yep. You take an L-shaped piece of metal. Mm -hmm. That L-shaped piece of metal goes on the roof as it goes up. Exactly. And one side of it is on the wall. Exactly. Because you can't, when you build a roof next to a wall... Otherwise, the roof, the right. water's just going to pour out the side. So the flashing in combination Makes with sense. the shingles stops it from leaking along that crevice or so that perimeter. Somewhere along the line, somebody said, "Well, we only need fifty percent." Exactly. We need one every and couple of feet. Sometimes they do seventy-five percent. So instead of every other shingle, they do every shingle and a half, and that's very, very common. And literally, yeah. on a house like that that was built twenty years ago, they probably saved. Uh, thirty dollars in materials, yeah, and yeah. maybe a hundred dollars in labor. Yeah, mm -hmm. and even in today's time, you could just say double that, which is still not a lot of money. 
so we had to go in and pull all of that flashing off on the perimeter of his home at all these step ups and changes from low roof to high roof walls and, and pull all that off and redo it. This is the beverage. And, and by the way, yeah, by the ahead. way, the roof was replaced five years ago right. and the fellow that did the roof didn't address the issue then. Okay. So this is the second roof. This is the beverage equivalent, being the 4th of July sort of weekend. This is the beverage equivalent of the people at the brewery putting one cap on every third beer. Yeah. So the, the rest of them are just going to jiggle out. Right. Right. Because that roof has always leaked. Yep. To a certain extent. The, so, should, the, should the wood on the roof that is the roof, that sheathing, that plywood... Should that get wet? No. Okay. No. I thought that uh, the, was the answer. Yeah, well, the, the ply, that's the whole reason of having the roof is you're trying to protect the plywood that it sits on, which is also a protectant in the house. And, uh, you know, of course, after that, you've got your attic space and your insulation and your drywall and then, of course, your your couch. Yeah, I, I mean, I think bed. about this. It, it was. It's one of those, I know you gave it some think time. Yeah. Because it was a dumb question. Yep, yep. And, and you got to think about the dumb questions longer than the smart questions. Mm -hmm. But should my, if I go into my bonus room and I look up and there's a yitty bitty place where it's black because it got wet. Or if the nails that come through mm -hmm. into the bonus room are discoloring, it looks almost mm -hmm. looks like water is mm -hmm. coming down mm -hmm. from where the nails are. Mm -hmm. Is that a wrong thing? Yeah, you don't want you don't want leaks, and then sometimes the nail heads you're talking about that might be sticking through the attic. If you see that they're very rusty, yeah, uh, that could be an issue. That could be not necessarily a leak; it could be more of a ventilation condensation issue uh, in your attic space, meaning you don't have enough ventilation. So if you see rusty nails in your attic, yeah, that's most likely if it's consistently all around. You have a condensation issue, which means you don't have enough ventilation in your attic. Right, so let's Steve, get back to. Go ahead. No, well, you Steve in call? Chatham County has a question. Okay. I hope that we can handle it, but Steve, we've got a, a fellow who we know who can handle it, and we'll, you know, we're going to we're going to direct you in that direction. But Steve, what's the uh, question today? I have two items for sale, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. <laughs> no, I've got um, I've got a problem with ants. Oh yeah. Everybody, this is the time of year. I was I was told a long time ago, and I, I think this is true, that if you lay boric acid on the perimeter of your property, yeah, um, does that work? I mean, is am I dreaming this, or is it? I'm gonna. I think boric acid is something that's used for roaches and ants. I would think it would work on ants. I've never used it on the perimeter. Um, when I'm trying to kill roaches, I'll yeah. use. You know, those two, three different things. I'll use the traps, I'll use the boric acid, and I'll also use the little peanut butter caulking squeeze that you squeeze along the cabinets and things in different And that also works with, with ants. But uh, I've never heard of using it on the outside of the house. But okay. that doesn't mean they don't. Is the idea that it's going to leach into the, into the ground then and provide a barrier? Is that what yeah, you're saying? I don't saying? know. That's... Yeah. Well, I think I think you when you use that boric powder, is it boric powder at boric acid powder? Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. borax basically sure. is, is what it sounds like. Borax, yeah, borax. 
I mean, that stuff, kids are using that stuff to make slime with, uh, with Elmer's glue and, uh, and shaving cream and a couple of other things, which drives me nuts. Slime seems to be a big thing. But I would think if you use borax outside your house, it would get diluted with the rain, and it probably wouldn't do much more than, right. than laundry detergent. Now, when I say the perimeter, I, I actually mean um, inside the house, yeah. the interior. Uh, you know, I've never done that, so I can't answer that question. We have a guest that comes on regularly, economy uh, exterminators. That might yeah, be the entomologist, yeah. 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 And I've got Dr. Ken's telephone number. It won't take you right to Dr. Ken. you got jump to jump through a few hoops maybe to talk to Ken, but here's their office number. Okay. 919-419-439-1245. And I think, okay. you know, you, you leave a message this weekend, they'll get back to you. Okay. Uh, but it's economyexterminators.com, finest North Carolina pest control for over 40 years. And Ken yeah. knows what he's talking about. The other part of this is... Does anybody really worry about putting borax all over the place? That's all I'm saying. Because we had somebody on the show here saying, okay, well, you know, I I don't like a lot of chemicals being put down. I'd hate to buy something and then use it off-label. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. I have ants that come to my house every year. Uh, It seems to be a seasonal thing. This year they haven't been quite that bad, but I, I think I got ahead of them when I started seeing five or six coming uh, up into my kitchen area. The sweet ants, I guess, is what they are. I, I put some some more traps, and I use some of that peanut butter stuff. I think that that um, I've used with roaches, and they didn't stay around. Whereas last year, I really had a problem for months, two yeah. months. I haven't had any ants in the house, and I don't know whether this paints me now as a bad house husband. But we have had ro- roaches. Well, no, I think every house gets, especially when, when it's humid. They're trying yeah. to get it. Yeah, they're trying to get inside. I mean, I you know, there's a stigma. Depends on to the it. kind of roach it is, too, right? There's really, roaches, right? So some uh, maybe a high class, yeah. high class level of roaches. Well, the roaches acceptable? with the, the roaches with the wings, I think, aren't as dirty as the <laughs> other roaches. That this is what this is. What, oh man, you know what I'm saying? Talking? You know what I'm saying here? If there's a oh my goodness. if you walk in, Steve to the restroom, to the bathroom, the water closet, (laughs) and there are roaches there with musical instruments playing music, okay? And and then they they don't scatter when you turn on the light. They look up at you and they say, what are you looking at? They, I don't those know. Are the good, they, those are the good ones. Those are the good ones. All right. Okay. Steve, thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. Well, We're going to get an answer. Ken for did him. tell us there were differences in roaches. There are differences in roaches. It just doesn't matter to my wife. Some of them are called water bugs, right? Some of them are, yeah. My dad called them, called some bug pimento bugs. What was it? Florida term. Yeah. All right. Another hour of this show coming up on WPTF. Radio 680 WPTF, 919-860-9783. Oddly enough, the best phone calls we've gotten all week have been off the air. And I say that because one fellow just could not absolutely wait to be on, but he's given us some information about cockroaches. He's a former uh, exterminator, 
and he sounded like he knew what he was talking about, and I appreciate his information. We're going to uh, talk about that, but also anything you want to talk about on making your home great, anything from paint to your deck to uh, your um, your attic. Yeah, any advice we can give you to help you save money or make the yeah. right decisions, yeah. which in turn saves you money. All right, and and the voice you just heard, Tim Ferruzzi, Handy Helpers, Highland Residential Roofing. He's the expert. You could visit those websites, but then you would stop listening to the radio. I don't want that. Uh, but handyhelpers.com and highlandroofingnc.com and or you could call regular during the week or even now, 919-676-5969. You want to finish the story, you were halfway in. Oh, so for this client, uh, he also... We replaced all the step flashing, and while yeah. I was out there looking at the job initially, he said he's got gutters around the whole house, but on the front of the house, on the upper story, he doesn't have gutters, and it's a steep roof. All right. So, But he did have gutters at the lower section around the front, and of course, the rest of the house. Yeah. And um, he said, I want a gutter up across the top, and I said, well, six-inch gutter is going to be your best solution because it's such a long span, it's a large roof area above it, and it's such a high steep, uh, high, yeah. high pitch. So we ended up putting a six-inch gutter across the, the top front uh, of his house. And that's important because you don't want that water just dropping down onto that lower front porch roof and then running into the gutters. And the reason you don't want that is, first of mm -hmm. all, you're damaging your, your shingles because the water comes down at such velocity. Right. Plus, it bounces back on your brick or your siding. Okay. Gets on your windows, damages your windows, the whole gamut. We know also on his house, we ended up having to um, – he had a goalie where a valley – was running into a wall over on the left front of his house. Mm -hmm. So we tore that out, tore the shingles out, and the flashing, of course, we were already doing, and we put in two layers of synthetic underlayment and some rubber and re-shingled that whole area and made it mm -hmm. waterproof because you never want a valley of water or a, a lot of water running into a bottleneck, mm -hmm. into a wall like that before it comes out. So we had to redo that for him. And after we finished, I met him over at the house. He says, by the way, I've got a... Stamp concrete porch back here I had put in two years ago. It's got a low spot. I want you to tear that out and redo that for me yeah. so that it drains. And he wants me to seal all the brick on the exterior of his home with a, a chemical water deterrent. So that's just one particular project that we did and that we've got coming up. And if you well. think about it, this fella saw your work and is calling you back. You didn't even leave, but is calling you back to do other things. Yeah, That's a good yeah, thing. That's yeah, good. Yeah. That's Tim Ferruzzi, Handy Helpers, Highland Residential Roofing, here for the uh, you know the show every day or every Saturday, 2 till 4, telephone number 919-860-9783. We had a question about bugs and William in Apex. Thank you for calling with a suggestion for something to remediate ants. How you doing, William? Doing great, Dave. I, uh, uh you know, it's taken me a little while to get used to dialing in at uh, 2 o'clock on Saturdays, but I think I've got it down now. Thank you. And uh, I, I appreciate hearing Tim on here because um, I've got some things I may just give him a call about. Uh, but uh, can I mention a, an actual brand name? Yeah, absolutely, yes. There's a, uh, in the insecticide section of any big box, Walmart, whatever, mm -hmm. there's a uh, uh product called amdro a-m-d-r-o yeah and you you this is a granular substance you sprinkle it you put it on the perimeter of the house right on the outside 
and um, you go all the way around. And I usually have ants for about two weeks. It takes me that long to procrastinate and get up and <laughs> and pull it out. And uh, just a small container of it, I can usually do my house a couple of years. And the ants are gone within days. They they get this stuff. They're attracted to it. They take it back to their nest or their hive or whatever it is. Yeah. And, queen. And uh, they're they're gone. Is that the same stuff you would use on ant hills, William? Um, like the fire ants, is it the same type of product? I guess I've seen a different product okay. for fire ants. Okay. Mine are gone, thankfully. Now I don't yep. know where they went, but they can stay away. Yep. Yep. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, William. Absolutely appreciate it. Take care, guys. Right, yep. News Radio six eighty WPTF telephone number nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. Gentlemen uh, called in. I think it was John, about the cockroaches and set me straight and actually reminded me of something. I called them pimento bugs, and that's not it. I knew it was wrong, but it was close. Palmetto bugs. Palmetto bugs are the big American cockroaches. Which we also call water bugs. Water bugs. Okay. Now, anything that's big. Those are the ones I was saying aren't so bad, even though they are bad. Well, I mean, if you have them, you don't want them. Yeah. You know what? You know the kind of cockroaches that are not bad. Your neighbors, <laughs> if they're not yours, they're they're not anything to worry about. The smaller ones, he called German cockroaches. Those are the kind you open your cabinet; it might be ten to twelve in there. Yeah. Nasty things, he says. I don't know how, and I don't want to get calls from German folks offended by this. Why the American cockroach is considered to be not a pest. But the German cockroach is considered to be a pest. I'm not going to go there, except that the German cockroaches seem to come in numbers. Ask the French. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they tend to come. Hey, I remember walking into a house one time. Yes. Tenants had moved out. And as I opened the door, yes. literally, it had to be 50 to 100 of them fell on me yes. walking in the door. They were all over the home. They were, they were They were the Germans. They were the German. You could they, tell from the accent, the fact that they marched in step. Well, now, hold on a second. Now, do you know that, <laughs> in my opinion, that 60% of the Americans have some have German in them somewhere? Yeah. So yeah, be, be I careful. I have, I have some. I'm just thinking, you know. I, somewhere down the line, you probably have some German in you. I do. I have a lot of German in me. All right, 919-860. 9783. Guten Tag, wie geht es We're on till 4. Just call us. It's all right. 919-860-9783. During this hour, we're going to alternate between three different topics. The first topic is what Tim did this week. Now, the second topic is what you want Tim to do this week or what Tim might do for you or what advice you want with your issue. Interrupt us no matter how interesting we might possibly be and fascinated with one topic. Call us up and ask us something else. 919-860-9783. The other one we're going to play is Tim versus the Internet. Uh-oh. I have some, uh, you know, these dumb sort of 10 things that the construction industry experts are planning for 2017. Well, this, is, this is not fake news. No, it? it's not fake news. It's just some 20-year-old sitting around cruising the internet. Well, if I get it wrong, it's fake news. No, yeah, How's exactly. That? 11 secrets all contractors wish that first-time homebuyers knew about. Now, I read okay. this to Tim, 
And maybe he says, no, that's dumb. Yeah, let's see. That's dumb. All right. The first secret that all contractors uh, get an estimate first. Well, that's dumb. We, we know that. Get an estimate. If you're a first-time home buyer and you plan to do something with your house, you're going to get an estimate first? Oh, yeah. I think. In fact, I think in some cases they get three or four. You get three? You, do you get... No, me? Does that happen a lot? Me, oh, people go to you and they've well, already got two? When they're first-time home, home buyers, they're usually young and they don't, uh, they don't know and they don't understand, so they're trying to get information. So they'll probably get several estimates. You got a whole section on this article about walls, including plaster walls. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you drilled into a plaster wall? Um, well, any house that's 1950s or below has uh, has or older has plaster walls. Those were the original 10,000 mm-hmm. houses in the Raleigh area. Yeah. Since then, <laughs> since and we do work on old houses, you so do. we do run across them. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. Beware of moving walls. Not that the walls will move on their own, but that everybody has seen these home improvement shows. Mm-hmm. When the homeowner grabs a 20-pound sledgehammer. Now, are we doing the questions now? I'm just, no, it's not okay, so much okay, questions. Okay, it's, okay. Is this a big deal? Do people move walls a lot? Homeowners? Yeah, well, or homeowners with you. Uh, yeah, we do quite a few of those where someone wants to, you know, especially in an older home that was built in the 70s or 80s and they want to open up maybe between the kitchen and the family room because the wife wants to be able to talk to the husband. Okay, so that is a big deal. There is a lot going on. All right, that's good. So we've gone through a couple of things. Tim agrees that, that, that number one, yes, old homes, he still does run into plaster and lath, Mm -hmm. plaster and lath homes. Mm -hmm. Hard to work in, isn't it? Uh... It's, it's all not, right. It's not bad. Not bad. And we've actually done some of it where we've had to go back. We were at a university project. Yeah. And the requirement in this in this rehab was to go back with plaster. So I brought in a 90-year-old fella, <laughs> and he still did it. And he yeah. showed me how it was done. And that plaster, was 20 years ago. Plaster. I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's gone on. But uh, Wow. All right. Telephone number 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783 making your home great call us with any questions you have we are Dave Alexander and Tim Feruzzi News Radio 680 WPTF News Radio 680 WPTF the AccuWeather forecast is brought to you by Kathy in Benson let's get Kathy on hi Kathy how you doing yeah, trying to trace you. I'm tracking you down all over the right Well, that's great, Kathy. Thank you. Let me just say that the weather is brought to you by Kathy and Benson. Blame her if the forecast is wrong. High today near 89, overnight low near 72, sunshine clouds. Similar weather tomorrow, high near 91, still humid on Sunday. 88 now, real field 99, although a lot of us feel a lot younger. Hi, Kathy. Well, I feel 63 since it be my birthday in a day or two. Really? Well, happy birthday. So, Kathy, uh, you got a question about a vent? No, no. About, um, I have a double wide that's ancient of ages, and uh, it's got a, some problem with the floor in where, because of age and probably because of maybe where a window was left open once in a while. And, you know, uh, a lot of these double wides, the stuff in them, it's really not real wood, it's Particle, particle board. Wood, yeah, particle you know, board. Glue with a little wood chip. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. And, uh, yes. And uh, 
there's a couple of weak places in uh, uh, one of the rooms and uh, in another spot. It went a little bit further than weak. Um, and uh, I, I need I, I know what I think I know about what I need to have done to it. But my question is, I've heard different people say different things about. And I guess I'm talking about sub the 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 main the floor that's going to go back over it. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah. Um, I want something. I don't want nothing that's put together with glue again. Yeah. Well, what we got to do is, first of all, I'd have to come. We work on stuff like that, so we'd have to come take a look at it and and find the source of the problem and make sure that you've addressed that so it doesn't come back. And in most cases, uh, there's there's carpet or vinyl, and in the carpet scenario, we'd have to roll back the carpet or replace the carpet. Most time, you you know you might want to keep it if it's in good shape. And we have to pull that out and go back with plywood. I like to use plywood instead of particle board where I can. Costs a little bit more, but it's uh, it'll save you a lot of money in the long run. You won't have the problem. A lot of times in mobile homes, you'll see uh, that particle board is very absorbent of, of moisture. So if you have any issues under the house, in the walls of the house, windows like you talked about, things like that, it puckers up and you can almost have like waves through your home. And, of course, it gets real weak, and you can fall through it. So you've got to um, – you've just got to have me or someone look at it, and, and plywood is probably the best choice. But make sure you're solving the cause of it and not just putting a Band-Aid on, on it, and it comes back again. Yeah, I know what the cause is. Cause What's the I don't cause? Use air, I don't use air conditioning a lot. Yep. And I use my window mostly. Yep. And – there, there'd be some occasions once in a while when I'd have to, I'd be gone, not by my choice, but because I had to be gone, and you know something would, you know, you'd come uh-huh. back in and it'd be wet. So, and uh, a lot of the mobile yeah. homes don't have what I would call real gutters. They have that little tiny flip up of a, of a edge of metal, and they call that a gutter, and it's only as big as your thumb running down the whole line of the house. So. Those don't usually do a very good job. You may have real gutters on your house, but gutters would help a lot too in that scenario. Uh, you know, but I just, I just about what, uh, what um, uh, thickness of uh, plywood would you consider? That one, uh, is that is probably that's, that's probably a subfloor that you're describing, and it's um, probably a five eighths. How old's the home? Lord of mercy, yeah. I've had it. For, I've had it for twenty years, and yeah, it's, it's probably it's probably five eighths. Which is almost three quarters inch thick, so anywhere from three quarters to five eighths. Sometimes it's hard to tell when it's already got water damage because it swells up, but yeah. most of the time it's five eighths, and it could be three quarters. And so let's you, just say I'm not a tiny woman, so yeah. uh, I have to be careful. Kathy, <laughs> when when he said that phrase, sometimes you can fall through it. He looked right at me. Yeah. So don't worry about it, Kathy. He wasn't I, talking I about I you. I didn't look at him in that way. He's kidding. <laughs> hey, that's okay. I know he didn't look at me because I don't have him on Facebook. Anybody, anybody <laughs> could throw, could could fall through that. But um, give me a call or just call someone. Maybe you know someone that's in the business and have them come take a look at it. And it's not that uh, it's not that difficult, but it does happen. It's a very common problem in mobile homes. Yeah, it's ancient of age, so it's you know it's you know and you know about, the only thing that sort of bugs bug me is. I spent my whole life living in a stick-built home. That when you did things, it didn't. You know, when you walked, you didn't have to go back and move mm-hmm. yeah. back onto a shelf so it didn't fall off. Mm-hmm. And I spent the last fifteen years in a mobile home, 
and they're nice, and I love them. It's a nice thing to have, but I get tired of every time you do a load of clothes, you've got to go back and slide things back on the shelf because the whole house wiggles and wobbles and wants to fall down. Well, that's, not a, that's not a comforting <laughs> feeling. It really isn't. <laughs> but you have a great day. All right. Talk to you. Y'all doing a wonderful service. I like what you do. Thank right. you. Take Thank care. you, Kathy. Bye-bye. Tell your friends. Thanks. Beverly in Chapel Hill is the same lady who called us about the uh, the nicotine issue, okay. right, Beverly? Yes, sir. And did you and have a question about about the product we suggested? I wanted to let you know that yes. I love your show. Thank you. And I did call the one eight hundred Granger number. Yeah. And they asked me twenty five questions about first of all how old I was, and did I want to go to the Bahamas. And all that stuff. Oh, that's nice of them. Yes, but I, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> no, I agree, yes. All right, but so I, did you I, get a better I, number? Yes, I did. All right. What's and the... this is the number in Raleigh. Yeah. 919. Yes. 790. Yes. 88. Yes. Um, Beverly? Yes, and I'm... No, no, hold on. Your phone must have given us a moment of silence because I don't have 10 numbers yet. I don't okay. have 10 digits. We got, we got the 8-8. Eight, eight. Try, What's, try where are the again. next two numbers? Try again. All right, 919-790-888. Uh-huh. 8-8-8. Okay. It's like we're doing a telethon, and we're pretty close to our maximum. There must be another 8 there. We now have nine digits. I'm going <laughs> to read it back to you. You tell me if this is what you think it is. 919 919- Seven nine zero eight 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 eight. Just a bunch of eights. Easy to yeah. remember. Are there four eights in a row? Uh, yes. Oh, good then. You it know must be. You know it must be. Yeah. Right. Um, I did call them, and they told me that I would have to call back and talk to their janitorial service, and mm-hmm. I will do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, but they are very nice. Good. And um. <laughs> And I think that they'll be able to help me. I was thinking maybe I should go to the fire department and ask them. Well, try Granger's first. You know what's cool about Granger's? Mm. And most people don't go to Granger's, but uh, a lot of contractors do. And, right. And facility service type people, schools and things. You go to that place. They've got a desk up front. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you tell them what you want. Yeah. And it's amazing you think they have to order it, and they walk right in the back warehouse, and they get it and bring it out. And it's such an oddity yeah. thing that you would think no one well, carries it. So it's very, it's a very unusual place. I will absolutely do that. And again, I enjoy your show, and uh, thank you for your help. Yep. Beverly, tell yeah. the people at Granger that we Sir? sent you. Tell the people at Granger that we sent you. And that we I would like them to advertise. That. Oh, you did? Okay, bless I you. I told them, I said, I got your name off the radio, yeah. and uh, they commend you highly. All right, And good. He, he was very thankful for that. But when I go in, I'll tell him again. All right, okay. thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank right. you, sir. Take care, yep, Beverly. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. That is the trouble. Uh, now, I'm on the actual National Granger website, and it says, select a location. I see the location on Signet Drive, and when I go for phone and hours, it gives me the telephone number that is the 800 number, Hmm. which is a corporate mistake. Mm -hmm. You know, when you call us, and I wish you would, at 919-860-9783, someone in Taiwan picks up. 
But eventually you talk to Tim or I on making your home great on News Radio 680 WPTF. Go ahead and call us if you've got a question. Home Depot is being sued. Home Depot is being sued. And we're going to laugh at how stupid the whole issue is. It's another one of those two by four deals. It's kind of like the two by four issue. All right. That's coming up on the program. Also, your phone calls. Making your home great. News Radio 680 WPTF. Oh, this song is wonderful. I love this song. It's bumper music. Reminds me of the time I showed up at a radio station once and they said, boys, we go disco at midnight. That's scary stuff. 88 degrees right now. We are on Making Your Home Great, News Radio 680, WPTF. Hardly cloudy today, near 90. Tomorrow, near 91. Monday, near 91 as well. By Monday, a chance of thunderstorms sneak in. Right now, we've got humidity that raises our real feel a good 11 degrees. So it's 88, but the real feel is 99. News Radio 680, WPTF. Tim uh, Ferruzzi, Dave Alexander. Home Depot is being sued for $5 million. And you're right, you guessed it correctly. But it's not about two-by-fours, which they've been sued, or some of the home mm-hmm. you know, improvement companies have been sued for two-by-fours that aren't two-by-four. This time, it's four-by-fours, mm. which I didn't realize and didn't frankly care are, in fact, three-and-a-half inches by three-and-a-half inches. Mm-hmm. Do we use four-by-fours in home construction? Or is that all exterior stuff? Four by fours are usually used in um, uh, porches and yeah. screen porches and things like that. I think I got four but, by fours. Clearly, I've been cheated out of in half an inch by half an inch. Yep. Because oh, my four by fours apparently are only three and a half by three and a half. Well, wait till they start suing about the two by twelves, which are um, inch and a half by eleven and a quarter. So two now, by twelves. So yeah. So now they're gonna now they're gonna even be sued more because it's three quarters of an inch. Of this course, is, it's been like that for fifty or sixty years. I don't know what kind of suit that is, but the uh, the article says that this is similar to suing Aunt Jemima syrup when you discover that Aunt Jemima syrup is not actually made by someone named Aunt Jemima. Right. 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 Or or renting the movie Never Ending Story. And then and suing because it ended. It ended in an hour and a half. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. So <laughs> so four by fours might have at one time been four by four, but they're not now. Years ago, two by four was really a two by four or very close, but that you're talking 80 to 100 years ago. And the idea of you're suing 80 to 100 years late. Yep. If you're going to sue at all. Yep. Which I don't think you should. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. I hope it gets tossed. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. What projects are you looking at this week? I looked at a. Uh, well, we did a project this week that was. Uh, it was a, a roof. It wasn't that large. It was steep. The house was built in nineteen thirty eight, and uh, but it was a very complicated little job. Mm-hmm. Um, Three dormers on the front of the house. The house had previously had a fire. Uh, there's a flat roof up on the top back with the rubber up there. The rubber was in good shape, but the house had to be re-roofed yeah. otherwise. Uh, two chimneys, um, 
So we ran into some change orders. We were originally doing the job, and and then, of course, we ran into some change orders. And we try not to run into change orders, but they happen. You Sometimes yeah. they just happen. So this one ran into some change orders, and we had to reflash more walls than we thought we had to because, again, that step flashing thing we talked about earlier. And because the house had had a major fire in the past, we were having an issue putting our counter flashing back on a brick wall that's at a higher level that got so hot during the fire that it was crumbling and it was never fixed uh, with yeah. the original renovation after the fire. And um, lots of wood rot. The guy, he, he, the, the couple must have had a couple dozen leaks on the roof. And they, yeah. knew, they knew about five or six of them. They didn't know about the other 24. Bob on the west side of Raleigh's got a, an idea or a, or a question about smoke stains. How you doing, Bob? Okay, for an old guy, Dave. Oh, good to hear from you, Bob. What's up? Uh, Beverly. Well, I think that was her name. Yes, yes. With the cigarette smoke or whatever stains. Yeah. Nicotine stains on the wall. She wants yeah. to clean it up. The best thing going, short of fuming sulfuric acid. Yeah, I don't want that. Is a product called, it's made by Mr. Clean. You uh-huh. know, you, I don't even know if Mr. Clean still has that liquid cleaner, but this is called Magic Eraser. <clears throat> and yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's like a sponge. It, it's not very big. It's about the size of a normal kitchen sponge. But you wet this thing, yeah. squeeze out the water, and it takes off stuff like nothing else. All right. Now, See? she's got a whole lot of wall space to cover. It would yeah. take a bunch of these sponges. I don't know if they make big ones or not. I've, I've only used the small ones. Yeah. But I keep those around all the time. They're handy for... Anything that might splash on the wall, what have you. You know, that's interesting you say that, Bob, because uh, I didn't even think about that. I went to uh, one of my customer's rental homes one time, and he was in there trying to do some work himself, and he had some of those sponges, and he was cleaning off the walls between tenants, and he was using that rather than repainting the unit. Yeah. And it seemed to work. He showed me how it worked. I was like, wow. That's oh, it's very impressive. Yeah. I mean, the first time I tried it, I thought, wow, this is going to sell like hotcakes. Yeah. Although I don't think people, very many people know that it's available or what it can do. But, you know, I don't know what they cost, a couple of bucks maybe at the most, mm-hmm. at a grocery store or Kmart or whatever. And, you know, like Beverly here, she could buy one and give try it a try it. and yeah. see how effective it is and for her application. Mm-hmm. Bob, thanks a lot. Sure thing. You guys take care. Take All care. Right, Have take a good care. Fourth. Bob Bye-bye. from the west side of Raleigh. News Radio 680 WPTF, our telephone number 919-860-9783. Robin in Nightdale has a Home Depot story. I'm a little concerned about this. Hi. Hello. So tell me your story. And let me just preface this by saying the opinions expressed by Robin in Nightdale are those of Robin in Nightdale and do not necessarily reflect the opinions... Of those of us who you know, we like companies to advertise on the show. All right, Robin, what's up? What's your what's your story? Um, when I was about ten years old, yeah, I used to do things with my dad in the basement just to be out of my mother's hair. Yeah. So we were building something, and I said, "Daddy, this is this two by four isn't two inches." <laughs> and he said, "Well, no, but it used to be." And when they get to the <laughs> place where they chop up the wood and prepare it for sale, <laughs> it was two inches then, and they had to round off to make the edges straight, so they had to make it two inches by four inches shrunk. Yeah. 
And so I'm sure that's the same with the 4x4. Well, no, Robin, I think actually, when you go way back, that 2x4 actually was part of an entire tree. Right. Now, correct (laughs) me if I'm wrong, but the tree is bigger than (laughs) 2x4. Right, because they had many 2x4s out of it. They cut it down. They cut it down. No, but you're absolutely right. That, that does, but the idea that they would make it two by four, and then shave it down just a little bit more, I don't think is quite accurate. I'm not sure that they would do that. Make it yeah. two inches by four inches, and then shave it down. But well, Robert, I mean, what? If, who wants to call a two by four a one and a half by three and a half? Right. You that's know, that's, true. that's part of the problem. Well, and yeah. the other thing is. We have codes now which demand certain things of the lumber. Yep. One of the things demanded of the lumber is that it be precisely that size, not two by four. Sir, well, it's kind of the same thing as a penny nail. You can't buy a nail for a penny. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's big enough to do anything with. Yep. You're exactly okay. right. Robin, right. Thank, you. thank you. Thank you. I'm glad okay. that our show reminded you of your dad. And doing something yeah, with me. All righty. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care, Robin. Bye-bye. News Radio 680 WPTF. Thank you, Robin and Nightdale. Telephone number 919-860-9783. We get more phone calls about the fact that lumber is not the size that it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're, we're turning now to the uh, Tim versus the Internet. I'm looking at articles about home construction and the so-called experts on the internet, they're on the internet, they got to be right, mm-hmm. say that the labor shortage is going to continue to plague the industry. What do you think, Tim? Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. is it related to well, no, no, things think, in no, think Washington? About, think, about, think about the labor. No, no. Okay. It's, demand, it's supply and demand. Yeah. So you have, obviously, the... Baby boomers, they're not going to get out and do construction. Are we talking about construction here? Yes, okay. we are. Yeah, so they're absolutely. not going to get out and do construction. You're and right. And some of the, a lot of the young people, um, they don't classify construction as a sexy business because they right. get dirty. So they'd rather work on computers and do yep. other types of things. So you have a limited number of people that are willing to do construction, and you have a lot of demand because people are trying to stay in their homes and fix up their homes, and there's yeah. more homes out there than there ever has been. Right. And some of the materials out there are terrible, so the houses are falling apart. <laughs> so they need work. And people are calling it because they got to re- repair something. And you'd be amazed that right. I have to pay my workers to work because if I did not pay my workers what they, yeah, you know, then they would leave and go work somewhere else. So it, it would blow people's mind how much it costs for me to have good quality workers out there. I would understand that. I do understand that. Now, my brother does construction in New York State. Completely different environment from a standpoint of the, um, the, the, the economy in the Syracuse, New York area versus Raleigh, North Carolina. It's a totally different thing. But he has the same thing. People don't want to work that hard. And in some cases... People don't want to work hard enough, long enough to be good at something so that they're a professional. That's the other thing. Well, my suggestion is anybody that's young should get into the trade business. Yeah? Should get into the trades. And when you say trades, you mean plumbing, drywall, what? What else? Electrical, heating and air, framing, tile, all of it. 
because these houses aren't going to go anywhere. They're going to continue to age, and there is a shortage. Got a, um, a group that is going to be on the show from Wake Tech because they have an excellent program or programs. Yep. And the next time they come here, they're going to bring some kids. Something popped up in the news. I say kids, college students. Mm -hmm. Who are in their program something popped up in the news the house of representatives reauthorized the perkins act which means nothing to anybody unless you send a kid to college mm -hmm. perkins is one of the loan programs yeah, sarah perkins and they are um reauthorizing it, it helped me a little bit in college it, it yep. helped me absolutely mm -hmm. yep. between mr pell and mr perkins or yeah, whoever they are um i i managed to get through school but this is to help students with job skills training in construction and anything from construction to home, and there's a lot yeah. of these, a lot of these schools, high schools and, and middle schools are starting to look at, I guess they're the STEM programs or something where yeah. they're starting to bring in the 12, 13, and fourteen year olds and having them look at the trades and the manufacturing businesses and get them thinking that this could be a viable uh, career for them. All right, telephone number nine one nine eight six zero. 9783 News Radio 680 WPTF 2 till 4 every Saturday. We are making your home great. Dave Alexander and Tim Feruzzi, he from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing on News Radio 680 WPTF, AccuWeather Forecast, and your phone call next. <laughs> News Radio 680 WPTF AccuWeather forecast does include hot, uh, followed by periods of hot and then some more hot. That's basically it. I mean, really, this weekend, and there's a possibility of some thunderstorm activity, although it doesn't pop up in the AccuWeather forecast. The National Weather Service said, yeah, possibly for some areas in North Carolina. But by Monday, some afternoon thunderstorms will be uh, dancing through. Uh, top to bottom today, a high near 90, overnight low 72, partly cloudy, slight chance of some rain showers. Um, and then tomorrow, a high near 91, then Monday, a high 91, and by Monday, an afternoon thunderstorm. Continued humidity, 88, real field 99, News Radio 680, WPTF. Hey, Dave, yeah. And before we forget it, happy yeah. fourth. Happy everybody. fourth to everybody. We're not going to get another chance to say happy yep. Independence Day. Yep. Uh, might be good, you know, as they always say, if you can, uh, if you're living in the land of the free, thank a veteran. Absolutely. Uh, just, just remember, I, I actually teach a Fourth of July thing for my students or Independence Day. You know that uh, during the week I'm, I'm teaching a regular elementary school. Mm -hmm. The truth is. We didn't sign the document on the 4th of July. Mm -hmm. We No, we didn't agree upon the document on the 4th of July. Some of them signed, mm -hmm. but for the most part... Some of them signed afterwards. Some right? of them signed afterwards. So it's a very strange... All those pictures are, here we are standing up and everybody signing it. Mm -hmm. John uh, Hancock, some of Benjamin... Them didn't. John, put your hand, John Hancock here. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So happy 4th of July, happy Independence Day. Please do be safe. For goodness sakes, be safe. Okay, one of the trends that I see on the internet, and gosh, you know, it's the internet, off-site and modular construction will gain a stronger foothold in the construction market. I would say to a degree it will. You see some of this in um, construction materials already. Right. They're trying to take the labor. I'll give you a quick example. Yeah. 
flat roofs used to be done. They used to build the flat roof on site. They tar kettle and uh-huh. fiberglass matting and all that. They build it on site. Now they've taken a lot of that out and use these large membranes that you just basically glue and put these membranes. So that's a, yeah. a form of of fact of a factory application, right. eliminating the field labor. Mm-hmm. So I think that will continue, but to say that it will eliminate, um, that it will become widespread, I find that hard to believe because of. Things like the lay of the land of where this thing is going to be, mm-hmm. the cost of um, putting things, you know, unless you're, unless you're building a cookie cutter home yeah. that's exactly the same on, on maybe flat land, mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't see it. Residential and you, don't, and you don't think that a robot can build a wall that's going to go on a specific design house? Is that what you're uh, saying? No, I think that that's possible yeah. um, for sure. But- uh, there's going to be a lot of planning and a lot of other costs involved, and it's right. going to have to be somewhat flat land. I just don't see it. There's got to be some wisdom mm-hmm. used on the job site as well. I don't see where a robot can actually uh, put all this stuff together. You're, you're talking about a robot that's out there building the house? No. Okay. In I the factory. Think, in the, I think that in a in factory somewhere, mm-hmm. there can be a machine that takes – 19 two-by-fours, mm-hmm. a nail gun situation. Absolutely. Make themselves a 20-foot sure. or 15-foot wall mm-hmm. that a laser beam can check for incorrectly placed items, mm-hmm. right? Or anything that's going to cause a problem. Mm-hmm. And it goes on the back of a truck and it goes down the road. And I've seen, as you have, trusses. driving along the road, trusses. And, trusses. and there are modular homes. And I think modular homes, have they take kind of came on pretty strong there about 10, 15, mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Yeah. I'm not talking about a mobile home, I'm talking about a modular home. I understand, But yes. I don't know that they've, I don't know that they caught, got a lot of traction. You still see a lot of stick-built homes yeah. for whatever reason. But you've got transportation of the material down the roads is also another issue. Okay. So, yeah. Any wiring, uh, there's lots of considerate plumbing, you know. There's lots of considerations. All right, you want to jump in on this in the last couple of minutes of the show. 919-860-9783 is the WPTF telephone number. Let me tell you what I saw online, because we mentioned this off-air, and you said, mm-hmm. well, no, I don't think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Three, four weeks ago, I went to YouTube and typed in some things. There is a company that is experimenting with laying block with a laser-guided crane a crane is the wrong term for mm-hmm. it it's a machine mm-hmm. that can deliver a block 18 feet away or 25 feet away mm-hmm. and then deliver another one right near the wheels of the thing and what it does on is that it does the mud it it sends the block up the arm of the crane mm-hmm. and down the arm of the crane and these things just pop off onto the mud and then it moves on. It eliminated bricklayers. On a commercial site. Yes, on a yeah, commercial, commercial site. site. But you know, you could build a house the same way if you wanted to build it with block only. But on a commercial site, it built all four walls and the interior walls. Mm-hmm. And it did so without a person there. Yeah. I think automation is definitely going to continue to to contribute to the construction business and, and also the transportation business. I think my son's a pilot, yeah. and I'm convinced that the big airplanes are going to be 
uh, automated, you're going to probably have one pilot in there, but essentially that plane will be like wow. the autonomous cars. That plane will fly itself, and you'll have one guy in there that's able to control it manually just in case. So I think everything, the big trucks, Tesla's building the big transportation trucks, the yeah. 18-wheelers, yep. to be autonomous. That's so. scary. One day they'll take uh, a robot and teach it to do talk shows, and I'll I'll be able to sit home on Saturdays. But, you know, I was listening to uh, a fellow with uh, one of the big corporations, and he said machines will never replace human beings. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like we see on Terminator and things like that. His yeah. his philosophy is because machines will never have wisdom. Okay, they'll have yeah. smarts. Yeah, but they'll never have the wisdom or the soul that humans are able to use to make those ultimate decisions. Yeah, when I break down, I stay home. When this uh, bricklaying machine breaks down, it starts stacking cement blocks on top of each other. And they all it fall in. It burns itself it up. It burns itself up. Yep. All right. I just want to let everybody know, Timothy Johnson from Johnson Pressure Wash has been invited to be on the show next weekend. And it's likely that he'll be. I, we haven't confirmed it, but that's likely what's going to happen. We got some people want to be on this show. And if you have a company that wants to be on this show, well, contact Curtis Media Group. We'll, we'll do this. Mm-hmm. We'll make it possible for you. Uh, but uh, two minutes left in the show. I like, his, one- I like his last name Johnson. That's my John? that's my maiden names. My mom's maiden names. Oh, okay, last name. yeah, Timothy Johnson. Johnson from Johnson Pressure Wash. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we gotta find out now that the pollen season is done and we're into the summer. I can go ahead and sharpen up the look on my home and what what it is that he he does and how you can get clean this. off the mildew and the dirt. And yeah, it's it been a couple good. of years. And protect honestly. the paint job. And protect the paint job. Yeah, we got it. In fact, let me just tell you, my wife looked at the garage. We we got a one punch hole in a piece of siding, yep. and we're going to get that replaced before we call out uh, Timothy Johnson mm-hmm. to do the pressure washing, because yep. you tell me that it's a bad idea to spray water into a hole <laughs> in my well, siding. Well, it's, it's, it's a bad idea to use high pressure I've got, on, on a house, period, other right. than the brick and the... So got to be real cautious of that. Low pressure... With with a cleaner is a good, and I'm sure Tim Johnson does that. And if somebody had a small blemish on their house, want to get it straightened out this summer, we contact Tim Ferruzzi at Handy Helpers, Highland Residential Roofing, HandyHelpers.com. Go there and there's a type in message thing, or HighlandRoofingNC.com, or just dial Tim's number, which is written in front of me. But Tim, what is it? A nine one nine. 919-676-5969. We'll look forward to next week's show with you, two until four, this frequency. News Radio 680, WPTF. Happy Thanks. fourth. Bye.